This is a podcast from Minute Media. The mission here, uh, Mr. Davis, has made it very clear to me. We're going to build a culture that is sustained by high-character people that work hard to meet that championship standard in every area. Every task will be measured with the same standard of excellence. We'll be demanding, but never demeaning. We'll be an organization that lives in the details. We want a tough, smart football team that's explosive. He's got open The fabric of our culture will be to evaluate and evolve consistently and constantly our processes and our people to make sure that we are always operating at a championship level. We have one goal. If we're all pulling in the same direction, we can accomplish a lot of great things. Welcome into the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. I'm your buddy Murph. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the Raiders Fan Radio channel where we're going to talk a little bit of Raiders football. We're taking a break from Raiders Fan Radio proper, but Jeff and I are such freaking podcast junkies. We can't not talk about Raiders football for two weeks, especially when we hired a new freaking coach and general manager. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Swag Jeff. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right, Murph. You know. We, we said we were going to take a two-week break. You know, it was a it was a long season. It was an emotional season. You know Some what I mean? Like there, yeah. we just we had all the different feels. We were excited. We were sad. We were heartbroken. We were mad. We were pissed. We were every 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 different kind of emotion. We felt every single one of them. And so you know, we thought. Let's take two weeks off. Let's recharge the batteries. You know, let's you know, let's figure out who we're gonna root for in the Super Bowl, or you know, or not root for, and all this stuff. And we were just, uh, I've been jonesing, man. like, I, like I've been just salivating because, like, I mean, I thought we needed the break, but like. Like I'm good. Like like the batteries are recharged, and I'm ready. And I'm ready for a show. Just about could do a show tonight. And but you know we've got some other uh, commitments going on tonight. So but but anyways, but we're going to bring in the Raiders fan radio rundown. So hopefully uh, y'all enjoy this. If you're listening on the uh, on the fan side of network on Just Blog Baby, uh, please do us a favor and like and subscribe. Check us out on any audio podcast format. Uh, All you got to do is search for Raiders fan radio, and uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Tell me about that, Jeff. Yeah. youtube.com slash Raiders fan radio where you, where you can catch uh, Raiders fan radio live proper every Wednesday at seven Eastern four Pacific. And yeah, man. So, and, and we will be back next week uh, yes. just b- before the, before the big game to talk, uh, to still talk Raider football, you know, because well, yeah. we, we hate both of the teams that are in it because <laughs> they don't wear silver and black, but you know, <laughs> so, so we can talk about all that kind of stuff, but yeah, man. So we wanted to dive in because there's big news this week, man. huge news this week. So, uh, as you heard there on the soundbite, of course, the Raiders hire Josh McDaniels is our new head coach yes. and, uh, along with Dave Ziegler from, uh, the new England Patriots. So, uh, you know, we've, we've talked numerous times in the past about how, when it was Gruden, how he was building his version of the New England Patriots. Sure. And now here it is. You, We literally are building with the New England Patriots. And Why I don't not? think that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, I know some Raider fans getting their feels about, oh, the Patriots and that's, but like, look, it's the most consistent winning franchise in the NFL for the last 20 years. Why would you not 
attempt to emulate what they have going on in New England. And even like, I know they had a one and done and got bounced. They got the crap kicked out of them by the Bills this year in the playoffs. But still, the idea that like they lose the GOAT, they lose the greatest of, you know, quarterback and, and football player of all time. And then in one year's time, they're turned around and back in the playoffs again. And these were the two guys that were instrumental that not named Bill Belichick and making that happen. So like, Look, Raider fan, if you're in it, if you're in your any kind of way because they're Patriots, like save that, like yeah, get over yeah, it. Yeah, step aside with that. You know, I'm totally with you, Murph. You know, uh, to watch to watch Josh McDaniels build the goat. You know, obviously Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and and he's gonna Tom Brady no matter where he's at. But you know, there was a time back in the early 2000s when you know. Yeah, he was winning Super Bowls, but, you know, he was also getting his head knocked off by, you know, by different teams and, you know. And they had defenses galore back then, too. Absolutely. So, you know, so, yeah, so you had that carrying him. So to, so to have Josh McDaniels now, who kind of, he trained the goat. He was the, he was, he was. The goat the, whisperer. The goat whisperer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. And, you know, and, and, and he's inheriting a team that already has good pieces and all that and you know and i like i like i watched the entire uh the entire presser with with ziggler and mcdaniels and and i loved every minute of it you know it seems like right away they're bought in al or uh, mark davis is all in you know uh, mcdaniels walks in and immediately goes it was a fumble it was a fumble you know and like and and he you know so he already knows the way to the raider nation's heart <laughs> you know yeah. by, by by talking about that controversy and stuff like that but you know i'm excited man i really like this move i wonder what was the Vegas odds on McDaniel's getting the job? Because you know a he wasn't of, on that list that we did. I don't. I don't well, remember. Someone him being got on a there. payday if they put down for him. Because well, I'm know, sure right. you know. I mean, you know, if if Lane Kiffin was a hundred to one and McDaniel's wasn't on the list, you know, hey, you could, you know, you could have got a big payday. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, you mentioned that. Uh, you know, it was he knew the way to to to, to Raiders fan heart. There's no bigger Raider fan than Mark Davis. Um, knew the right thing to say, but also I just it's not only the response internally, but externally. This is the most affirmation the Raiders have gotten on a series of hires in an awful long time. Like I'm trying to think back, like you know. Through all the different people that we know from, you know, and I go back to Tom Walsh and Art Shell and Norv Turner and, you know, I mean, even Del Rio. And you think of all the different hires, they weren't universally accepted by members of the media. And I'm not saying that like stamp of stamp of approval from media is is uh, you know an indicator of success. And as Raider fans, you know, and as Raiders organization, we're typically okay with like putting up a middle finger towards that kind of stuff. Like we don't need your approval. Sure. But there's got to be something to be said though for unanimous applause around this thing that like there's not one media member that I've seen in a national or otherwise that's looked at this and said, yeah, whatever. This is not like, no, like this is again, universally accepted. So I think there's a lot of merit to that. This is the first one. And again, an awful long time. It makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it makes sense to me and not that one of the big things to me about it that makes sense. And that you and I talked about this the other day in our working relationship 
can be very similar to like the way in terms of the way our company is structured. It can be very similar to the way a general manager and a head coach would work together. And that idea of that like complementary nature that yes, Ziggler may be the guy with the the ultimate. Yeah, he'll push the button at the end of the push deal. The button, but it's such a collaborative thing, and that can only breed success. And it wasn't collaborative like Mayock and Gruden, where Mayock was there to be an evaluator, but ultimately Gruden was going to make the call. No, this is truly going to be a collaborative effort. It just happens to be that one guy's got the title. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, and I think I think with Mayock and Gruden, that's what they that's what Mark had in mind. You know, we're going to have these two guys that you know they they know each other really well they know what each other wants and stuff like that but you know at the end of the day Gruden was still making a majority of those calls and I think and there was a lot of conflict I think between you know what kind of personnel are they going to have and you know what are they going to do who are the players they're going to trade for sign draft all these kind of things and you know so now you bring in these two other guys that have worked together for a long time but they're proven they're proven because they've done it and they've been successful and they've won titles and all this stuff. So, you know, yeah, all these people that, that are upset about it, you know, I mean, the media has applauded and I think that's fantastic. And you'll get applause right here from, from, from the folks here at Radio Radio. You know, thank goodness. uh, Thank goodness. You know, there's, you know, not everyone on Twitter is a part of the media because there's still a lot of people pissed off and, you know, and all that stuff. They wanted the big splash hire. They wanted Harbaugh or they wanted, you know, whoever but you know from a from a football standpoint i mean what more do you want you know this guy is you know mcdaniels knows how to adapt he knows how you know not even just from quarter to quarter half to half but series to series you know he knows how to read a defense and like well that doesn't work let's just not keep doing it like maybe some of the other people did we're running out of time my life is running out of <laughs> yeah. lifespan you know what i mean so you know and and there was a couple shots taken at him uh, you know talk about that yeah well and before entirely we move away from the from the, the the other guys that were on the on the on the board there i think this is it's interesting that i think you don't get harbaugh because you get these guys as a package deal Mike Mayock gets let go because I think this was on their radar already. I think that like now that makes sense. And and we kind of talked about that like cuz on the surface letting Mike Mayock go did not make a lot of sense. Right. But now it makes sense because like now you like and they when Mark Davis was interviewing Ziegler like one of the first times he said, "Who's your ideal candidate?" And Mark Davis said, "Well, we can't get my ideal candidate." And he goes, "If you get me, you will." And what he was talking about is that they were talking about Josh McDaniels. They're like, McDaniels wasn't going to leave. But if Ziggler goes, Josh would come with him because they're buddies. Just mm-hmm. like if you got a job somewhere and there was an open spot and your new boss said, hey, can we go get Murph? Damn right you yep, can. Absolutely. But I wouldn't leave for anybody else. Right. You know what I mean? And so like th- that whole idea of like now th- the big picture comes together. And I think there's a lot to be said for that collaborative effort. Um, okay. So within that, so you asked about the adjustment portion of it or, or like the the is that what you asked me about well i he, you know because mcdaniel's kind of i feel i oh, feel like he kind of took some, some yes. pot shots at group. Okay. okay fair enough and so yes i absolutely think that and, and i think one of the things that was a detriment at times to gruden was his adherence to the program or the plan or the whatever that may be so that's you know the way the offense is structured or whatever and i think he could be at times a little bit of an egomaniac around it where it was like, look, this is my offense. This is what I've built. You're going to go out and you're going to execute it a very specific way. And if you don't, we're going to have a problem. 
He did the same thing with Rich Gannon, but Rich Gannon would push back on him. Rich Gannon was a red ass, and that's why they used to fight on the sideline. And because sometimes Rich Gannon would just say like, "F it, coach, I'm gonna," or not even that. He would just do it. He would just do and it, and then they would argue on the sideline afterwards. But that was usually after Rich Gannon put the ball in the end zone, right? Right. So like with Derek, Derek's company man. Derek's not that guy. Derek's not gonna challenge. So Derek's gonna just do what Derek does. So I think, unfortunately for Derek is that he fell victim to a lot of criticism that frankly should have landed on the shoulders of John Gruden, whether that be locking onto a, a specific target, getting rid of the ball, you know, whatever, and, and you know, throwing it in the dirt, you know, the check downs, all that. Because Gruden all, was all about him getting rid of the ball quick. Like, right. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Like, don't, don't extend the play. No don't play create. action. Nope. Right. Like, just get, get the ball out. Ball in your hands, fire it out. And so Derek fell victim to that. Anyways, that said, Let's go past that to now this and those comments. Those were veiled shots at Gruden because McDaniels is not going to do that. I think McDaniels is going to, like you said, he's going to adjust not only game to game, but as play to play. You think about the way the Patriots would beat people. They beat them differently every week. Oh my gosh. You'd have a different superstar every single week. That's why you couldn't have any Patriot on your fantasy team. Amen. One week it was running the football. The next week it was Hernandez and Gronk. The next week it was freaking Wes Welker. The next week it was, what you know what I mean? Or like it was Kevin Falk or whatever. Like it was always like the most, like it felt random because to us as fans watching the game, what they were doing is they were taking the talent that they had available and putting in putting them in the best positions Amen. to be successful. And that's something that like Gruden, unfortunately never felt like he never really did that. It's like, you know, or, or like we, we talked a lot about like what Brian Edwards does well, like big, strong hands, big body, you know, having body somebody up in the back of the end zone and, and go bully somebody to the football. And we're going to see a lot more of that. We're going to see a lot. Because what did Del Rio do with Jared Cook and Andre Holmes and Michael Crabtree? He took advantage of what those guys did well and let Derek gave him enough leeway to trust them to throw it up there. And every touchdown pass Derek threw in 2016, just about was to those three guys. Yep. So now you got a guy like Brian Edwards, who's of that similar body type, similar capability. Why are we never throwing him freaking, you know, fades into the corner of the end zone? Why right. not? Because Gruden didn't want to. Right. Why not? Well, because right. it's not part of my offense. Well, why not? Like, and like, and the last thing I'll say, and I'll throw back to you is another thing we were talking about the other day. Andy Reid learned his West Coast offense from the same place John Gruden did. But when you watch a Chiefs game, it looks drastically different offensively than what right. a Raider game does because that Gruden offense would, had to stick inside that little effing box of his. Right. And if you went outside of that, you caught his ire. Or Andy Reid's like, go ahead, man. Go ahead, Pat. Do whatever you want. Right. And gave them, gave literally his quarterback and his team so much rope that they hung themselves with it last week because Absolutely he did too much did. yep yep yeah lost uh lost a 21 to 3 lead which is which is just beautiful it's, it's gorgeous it's, it's, it a, really be is. it's a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful thing and you know but you know when gruden resigned we kind of said okay now we're gonna see maybe how Derek will run this offense without the pigeonhole of gruden oh right right you know? right and so but you know he still had Oli. You know, and Oli was is John Gruden's best friend. And so, you know, so I think that offense was still, you know, although we did see a little bit, you know, we saw some flashes from Derek and, you know, some improvisation and, and stuff like that. But we still saw a lot of the same kind of stuff. And so now that, you know, because Oli ain't going to be retained, you know, they they've uh, they've already released they've released cable. I mean, they're, they're going to clean house with with everybody, I think. But I think. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a clean sweep of the staff. But now we're going to get to see, like you said 
said, people that, you know, you have these specific abilities and the best players on the field, you're going to put those people in the position where they excel to, to win games. So we're going to see a lot more, you know, freedom probably from Derek or, you know, I mean, not freedom, but like, you know, Derek, his ability good, to create, you're good at this. So go do this. And, you know, and, you know, and I'm not going to get pissed off at you if you have to you know, check down, do, you know, do whatever you think, you know, but you know, now, and, and it just makes me so excited to look at a guy like Hunter Renfro under Josh McDaniel's offense, because hello, Julian Edelman, hello, Wes Welker, you know, stuff like that, yes. like he fits right into that same mold. So, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's great on both sides. McDaniel's is inheriting a guy who, you know, arguably is better than Julian Edelman and, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, and so, absolutely. you know, so, I mean, I mean, just, and it's, oh, it's just, oh, I'm so, I'm so excited, <laughs> man. Well, and he's already talked about Josh Jacobs, right? Yep. He's, he talked about like what early on would, with what kind of changes would they do to, to be able to accelerate our uh, effectiveness and success in the red zone. He's like, I will incorporate Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs a heck of a lot more last night. So I had a chance with, with captain Jack last night. We had oh, an yeah, OG Daniel who big fans of those guys um, had a visit with them on, on captain and OG Daniel's YouTube channel. And Villa Piano was there. Yeah, Phil Villa, ooh, man. Legendary Phil Villa Piano, uh, number 41, you know, uh, in your program, number one in your hearts, the yes. best storyteller in Raider nation. Um, but I said all that, I dropped that name to tell you this. One of the things that he said last night when we were talking to him about this coaching change and, and about what it could look like differently in the red zone, and he goes, hello, Marcus Mariota. And I know that's music to your ears, but like here, uh. you, got, here you got an old school, like you can't get more old school legendary Raider than Villapiano. And he's looking at this thing going like, we've got this incredibly dynamic player yes. playing behind Derek. Like, and they have red zone woes. Why the hell aren't we putting Mariota in there? Why is there not a Marcus package inside the five yard line? Like, yep. what are we doing? Mariota should have had ten touchdowns this year. Amen, dude. And like, and that's not fanboy Mariota speaking or nothing. But it's no. like when you look at okay, when you get to week eight and you're having all these challenges in the red zone. Why not introduce something creative with this incredible talent you got here? And my point to bringing all that up is. Don't you know, Josh McDaniels is going to do that. Oh, he's for not sure. going to let an he, asset like Mariota sit on the freaking sideline. Well, he's going to resign him is what he's going to do. I hope so. You dude. know, I mean, because because see, the, the thing about it with with Gruden was, you know, that I think a lot of people got so upset with was, yes, he was stuck in his way and his way worked 20 years ago. But the NFL is different now. And, you know, you see all these people. Now they have two quarterbacks. They've got this dual threat guy that can come out in a different package and stuff like that. I mean, I always think of Taysom Hill as the guy to do that. Right. You know, and, you know, I mean, and and they're, and Hill's remain in that spot and he's very successful in that spot. And so, yeah, I mean, I totally see them. And you have a creative guy like Peyton, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, 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 and to your point, so while we were talking about the Andy Reid West Coast offense, what did he do? What has he done with it? He's innovated. Same offense. Here's John's offense offense here's you know which all comes from bill walsh but it's like here's that offense and then what am i going to do i'm going to it's going to evolve it's going to change it's going to it's going to adjust based on our, our personnel and all that kind of stuff where yeah you're right john never did that yep. and he does and then now so yes now we got a guy i don't think they're going to run a west coast offense but they're going to get it they're going to be able to get creative with it and Absolutely. be able to do something some really fun thing um i'm looking forward to Derek uh seeing how he uh thrives at look you know i used to say all the time mark davis is going to be your owner john Gruden's going to be your coach Derek carr is going to be your quarterback to you know only the craziest of circumstances john Gruden's no longer your head coach but Derek carr is going to be your quarterback and 
you know, McDaniels and Carr are already having phone conversations. They're already scheming stuff up on the phone about things that they can do differently. Like Derek Carr is not going anywhere. Going into his contract year, I wouldn't be surprised if we see. Here's here's my prediction. Okay, he is right now on for like twenty some odd million, whatever it may be. I'm thinking he gets a a, a two year extension, which makes it a three year deal for a hundred million dollars. There you go. I think that's I totally forty agree and with forty that. for the next two years, and then then it takes him to what thirty five, something like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then I so. So I think that's what you're going to get. I think that's what's going to happen. And then who knows if he wins a Super Bowl or something crazy or whatever. Well, and that's, then and he'll that's get, it. Then he'll get the monster contract after that to take him till he's 39 or right. whatever. But I think that's what we're going to see is a two-year I, I think so too because, you know, because Josh Mc... He's going to want to see, you know, how is Derek going to work in this offense? So he doesn't want to, you know, he he wants to, you know, hitch his wagon to him, but but not forever. You know, you you want to see, hey, what is what is Derek going to do in my offense? And then if we got to make a move somewhere else, you know, then hey, we're we're not on the hook for a you know big long deal or or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I think that what's one of the things that not only the Ziegler connection, obviously, and I think that was a massive part of it. But the Raiders were successful last year by going to the playoffs. Had the same success as the freaking Patriots, right? Right. So I, I I think that 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 is enticing to him. But also as as a as a first year head coach, second time around, but first time head coach here again with with the Raiders, he's not going to go anywhere that doesn't have the quarterback position, at least something that he's confident in. You're not going to go in a in a bad quarterback draft. He's not moving across the country to come out here and coach you know, whatever guy's name is from Western Kentucky or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, shame right. on me. I can't remember that guy's name. Bailey Zapp. Bailey Zapp. And he's a good player and, and he'll go somewhere and probably be successful in the NFL. Right. But it's, talk about, I mean, crap shoot, man. You know what I mean? So like, I think that there's something, a lot to be said for McDaniel's confidence in Derek Carr. I think that that's definitely going to be a theme that we'll see, like you said, at least for a few years, and we'll, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, know? yeah, totally, totally. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, so I, I we talked a, a little bit about how the, the, what, what the staff is going to look like. You know, Cable, we know, is already gone. Um, Basachi has already taken interviews elsewhere. Um, Ole, I hadn't seen anything on, but I mean, there's absolutely, you know, just like John Gruden was the de facto offensive coordinator. That's what Josh McDaniels is going to be too. Right. So I don't see a need for, for Olsen. No, uh, unfortunately. And we love Ole, um, but I don't think he's going to be around. Gus is a little bit of a wild card. Um, I don't, I don't don't imagine them keeping him either. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that you're just going to go with your crew entirely when you're these two guys you know what I mean? I, and who knows who the, who's that's that's going to be? I don't I haven't seen or heard of a lot of speculation there uh, in terms of who those guys could be. But I think you're going to see a full like you know well, what I mean, across you know, the board. Well, 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 and Mc, and we'll bring go right back to what McDaniel said to be able to innovate, adapt, all that kind of stuff. He's not going to want a guy that that just runs you know cover three all the time, every play, every down, no matter what. Hey, this isn't working. Don't worry. I, I created the Legion of Boom. I know what that. I I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but when yeah. we play Kansas City, Gus, we're getting throttled every. Yeah, no, that's okay. I got this. Yeah, no, I got it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Okay, you know. We'll so yeah, so yeah, you're right. That was he's the basically the defensive version of Gruden. Of, of Gruden, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so he'll bring in his whole crew. You know, but I, I did think it was funny before we moved too past too far past Derek Carr. 
people are going insane because of the comments that that McDaniels and and Ziegler made in that first opening press conference when everyone's going, "Wow, what do you think about Derek Carr? What do you you know you got a guy like Derek Carr? He's a top five quarterback. He's this. He's that. He's this. He's that. You know, are you are you going to sign him right away? Are you?" And they're like, "Well, we're going to look at everything and you know all that." But, I mean, what, what I don't understand what some of these media people think that these guys were going to say. You know, yep. Hey, spoiler alert. We're about to sign Derek to an eight-year deal. And we're, you know, Corey Littleton, that dude sucks. We ain't going to sign him. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, all these different questions. You're like, you big knucklehead. Like, what do you think? What do you think they're going to say? They've just been introduced. They're not going to be like, let me tell you about every change we're going to make to the roster, you know, before next season. I'm with you, man. And like, and that's kind of like, you know, reporters and stuff like, you know, and God bless a lot of these guys and like. You know, Hondo asking, you know, his question, loading it up with, you know, when you got the fifth best quarterback in the league, and we're just like, all right, Hondo, I know he was fifth best in yards, but easy with that. You know what I mean? Like, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, You know, I don't think anybody in the, like, and that's not a hater comment, but like, I can think of five other guys that are, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As long as Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, you know what I mean? Like, like, there's a, there's a, a, a list of guys you could go through and Patrick Mahomes and like, I mean, like, it's right. not hard to get to five before you get to Derek. And that's, again, that's not a shot at Derek. No. It just means that it's realistic. It's realistic. You know what I mean? And so, uh, how about the two guys that are playing? That's next exactly Sunday? what I was about to There's say. Those you two know, guys. right now, those two quarterbacks are the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, it's, uh, and how many, now we're already up to seven and we barely even got going. So, right. Um, anyways, so point being, though, is that I, they do ask some silly questions at times. And, and you're right. And it's what cracks me up is that, like, to me, if I'm a reporter, I'm asking about what's your philosophy. Tell me about what you do that brings success to your organization. Tell me, like, and and be specific. Like, what do you look for, Dave Ziegler? Like, we used to hear from from Gruden about, like, and this is where the, the part's about Gruden and Mayock that I really admired about their commitment to players that were high character guys, loved football, first in, last out, all that kind of stuff. Because those characteristics showed up when we had all this adversity last year. Well, if you got a bunch of knuckleheads, the season goes to pot quick, right? Right. But they didn't. You got a bunch of leaders in there. You got a bunch of strong men. Like you know what I mean? Like like good yeah. based individuals. Like and the well, ones they were that, they were they were very concerned about who got to the facility first. That's why Zay Jones got the ball in that in, the, in that Cincinnati <laughs> game know, right? eighteen times. Yeah. But you know, and then the ones that didn't were sussed out quick. Like Damon Arnett, bye. Yep. You know what I mean? And clearly the Raiders made the right call after that. Yeah, yeah, he got, yeah, he got cut from the Chiefs too for being an idiot oh again. My gosh, got uh, busted. What a moron. But um, but point being though is that like we knew exactly what the Raiders' intention was around their draft strategies and their team building. Those are the kind of questions you want to ask those guys. Absolutely. Don't ask them about like right. what they're going to do on paper. Right. You know what I mean? And their like, vague answer that they gave about Derek, everyone's like, oh my gosh, oh, Derek's gone. They're going to get rid of him. They don't trust him. They're going to bring in their own guy. Like, give me a break, man. Give me Come a on. Break. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty silly. All right. So, um, about that press conference, and, and, uh, we'll do a couple more comments here and we'll get out of here. Uh, what stood out to you most? Oh man, that's a uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, honestly, one of the things that stuck out to me the most, you know, the moment that I laughed was when you know they they met, he took the shot at John and you know about he said you know willingness to adapt and they and he looks at Mark and they all start chuckling. You know, I mean, so that was pretty telling that that was that was a, an issue prior to this hire that that they had had, but. Um, 
But you know, I Mark loves these guys, man. Mark looks very excited. Yes. And you know, and and has a high standard of these guys and is expecting a lot. And you know, and I I think that's great. Yeah, I do too. Um, so what jumped out at me was 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 a couple things. Number one, I loved it when he said we're going to be explosive, and he looked at Mark and he gave that was another one. And he kind of gave him a little bit of a look, almost like a wink and a nod. You know what I mean? It was uh-huh. just like. We're going to be explicit, but then he tagged it with, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember his exact verbiage, but it was basically like, but within the context and the of what's appropriate in today's NFL, to where you know they're going to open it up because that's freaking Raider football. Well, and, that, and, and I think he was speaking to Mark's heartstrings there. That like we're going to get back to an Al Davis looking explosive football team. Now, maybe different structure and how you get there because it's a different NFL. But the idea that we're going to freaking like. We're gonna ramp this thing up, man. But that's what he said. He said in today's NFL. There, yes, that was you know, yeah, like yeah. I mean, like yeah, that's what you said. But like, we're not gonna do thing. You know, we're not running Josh McDaniels football. We're running this new style of football. Like you know, hey, if what I'm doing doesn't work here, maybe it'll work over here. Let's try something different. Let's do something different because that's the way that today's NFL is going. So yeah, I think that's that's awesome. That fires you up. Absolutely. And the, the last thing, that, the thing that that I really appreciate about this is that as Raider fans, right? Like we live and breathe and die with this stuff, man. Like here we are, we are in our week off doing a show about it. We've been talking for almost 30 minutes and yep. I feel like we could go for another hour. Still. Oh yeah. The amount of reverence that we have for our team and love for our team, I think was reflected by both these guys. They both had reverence for the organization. They spoke very highly of the Raiders, not only as organizationally, but what they represent in the scope of football, what their their history and their legacy, the way that they were so very complimentary. But I didn't feel like they were complimentary for complimentary's sake. Like they were hitting the right buzzword, the future, the, the you know, the the um the greatness of the Raiders lies in its, its future. future. Uh-huh. Just win, baby. It was a fumble. Like they're hitting the right notes and the right beats. And then at the and then after the conference was over, they're doing a photo shoot. They're out there standing in the middle of Allegiant Stadium, and both guys are standing there and they're holding Raider jerseys with their names on it and 22 on it for 2022. Right. And Josh looks over at Dave and he has this like smirk about him and he goes, you believe this for two kids in Ohio that this, we'd be here one day? And he was just like, it's, you know, and I forget what Dave's response was, but it was basically like, these guys are like, they're reverent, like they're just as like stoked. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's dream come true kind of stuff for them. Yeah. Like what more could you want? Not, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be successful or we're going to win Super Bowls or whatever, but the fact that they are appreciative and this isn't like, well, it was a job. Or it was an opening, and it was the opening that that was available to me, so I took it. Or I was enticed to come out of retirement for a hundred million dollars. It was no, they're there because this is the best possible scenario for them, and they love the fact that they are the coach and GM of the Las Vegas Raiders. That's badass. That fires me up. Absolutely. Well, and you know, one other thing that that McDaniel said that I that I respected a lot, you know, because you know this guy's name gets thrown around 
every offseason about, oh, yes, yes, he's yes. going to be your top guy. You know, if this guy ever decides to leave New England again or, you know, anything like that, this is going to be your guy. This is the guy. This is the future. This is all this and that. And he said in that press conference how selective he was with it. Yes. He goes, I've had offers. I've had stuff. I've had opportunities, but I'm very selective. I wanted to make sure that the fit was exactly right. And I finally found that fit here in Las Vegas. <sighs> and I mean, dude, cool, like, I got chills, man. Yeah, like, me too. That's so cool, man. That's like, so I mean, cool. for a guy that is so sought after and, you know, said, no, not there. No, not there. Here it is, Vegas. Like, this is it. This is what we're going to build. Like, ah, man, what more do you want? That's just so effing cool. I don't think you could ask for anything more. That's yeah. perfect. That's perfect, man. So anyways, uh, hope Raider Nation, hope you're as fired up as we are, man. And I appreciate you joining us here for Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. Uh, Swago, tell them where they can find us as our social media director over there. Tell us where, uh, uh, yeah, you know what to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't need me to tell you no, what to no, say. No, 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 uh, You can find us on a multitude of ways. Facebook.com slash Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Twitter, Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio, or you can follow uh, uh, underscore Murph, uh, swag underscore Jeff uh, on Twitter as well. We're, we're on there all the time. Um, let's see where else can you find us? Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio, YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. The whole, the whole thing, man. What, what else we got? We, we got the ticky, ticky, tacky, top. You know what I'm talking about? And that's TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. We do all kinds of fun stuff on there as well. You can see Jeff um, stab himself in the hand on accident. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, it's the good stuff. It's the good stuff, man. You won't want to miss any of that. But, uh, but yeah, man. Get excited, Raider Nation. Let's go, dude. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is a good thing, this, man. This was a nice win to welcome 2022 in here. Hey, so, man, brother. Yeah, man. Let's get fired up. Let's just chill. Let's have fun. Let's watch. Let's watch the commercials in the Super Bowl, and you know, just and crack your Modellos and your Woodson whiskey and all that good stuff. And man, just this is—it's a good time to be a Raider right now. Amen. Amen. I agree. And uh, so we also uh, we have a foundation around here. It's called the One Nation Foundation. Yes. You can support that in a multitude of ways by direct donations or super chats when we're live. And we're live at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio every Wednesday yeah. at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. And uh, yeah, any of the money that you throw to us, we throw the foundation and it takes care of Raiders-related charities. Absolutely. And hey, and be sure to tune in because next week, a week from today, we'll be auctioning or we'll be uh, raffling off a Howie Long signed mini helmet with the, with the seal of approval or the certificate of authenticity and all that stuff. And all that's going to, uh, to the one nation foundation and go follow us on twitter uh our, that twitter account got murdered uh, i don't know what happened we're not going to talk about it but uh but hey so we had to start a new one so go follow it and all that stuff and there you go man all right as our buddy rich smelter says love you raider nation love you raider nation